Welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement researchers to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as inspiration for organizations and leaders to design the future of work. I believe that uh, the life that we are living now asks different qualities of us to be healthy, happy, and successful. Esther Arendt is my guest today. She's a body-centered teacher, trainer, coach, and founder of Journey Through the Body, a school program bringing body awareness to young children, teaching them about self-respect and self-worth. In addition to a BA degree in social work, she has over 12 years of experience working with youth in psychiatric facilities, child protection agencies, primary and after schools. Along with her years of dance and personal development training, she was inspired to create both her company, Embodiment of Self, and the curriculum, Journey Through the Body. I have met Esther through a workshop she gave in which we, participants, were invited to play with our feet. Through that day, I had more awareness of my whole being and I could experience how that empowered my relationships, my project, reminding me of my purpose. Her passion for this work is a true embodiment of the powerful vision she has for the future of our children's education. And I believe this is the route for a future generation of purpose-driven individuals that are able to create a positive, non-violent and inclusive society. Welcome, Esther, to Movement is My Constant. Thank you, Anna. I'm really excited to be here. Your vision, Esther is to reform the education system to teach and support children and people who work with them to listen to their bodies. How has embodiment changed your life? Well, it has been like, uh, just to go a few years back, like when, um, like from the age of five till uh, till this day, actually, I have been very passionate about dance. I've been dancing quite all my life. Um, but there was a shift. Um, at the, I believe I was, my age at that time was about my 27th or 28th, uh, year. And I, I got a burnout. So I was a, um, a youngster that was very much driven to show the world that, uh, how professional I am and that I'm doing a good job and that I'm performing very well. And I was not connected to my body. I was just very mind centered, um, giving my belief system ever- the whole, how to say that, uh, the belief system was in charge. Like I have to show that I'm good enough. And that has been a motor for many years. Um, and that motor actually moved me away from the connection to myself and my body. And uh, so there was this moment of a crisis. And that is the burnout that I can now say that that has been the greatest gift <laughs> because it forced me to stand still and actually standing still and slowing down was something that was very scary to me because that had (laughs) that meant i had to listen i was very uncomfortable 
from that moment, I was forced to start listening to my body because I've been denying it. So it was screaming very loud. Um, so, and that has been, yeah, the turn. So I start, uh, I started, um, learning to listen, getting more connected to my body and then acting on that. And it were really small, tiny steps of just tuning in and sensing, mm, this doesn't feel comfortable. How can I bring more relaxation, more ease, more pleasure into my body? And to take it just a little step further, like on that same moment, and I believe those are the gifts that happen, there was this alignment of that I found this um, movement practice named NIA. It's a neuromuscular integrative action. That is the, the, the explanation of the word. And on that moment, when I read about it, when I, when it came on my path, it was just such a strong yes. My, even not from a mind perspective, but my body was like, this is yes. I, I, I truly believe in this. And, um, so this has been also the path of training to getting connected to the, the, the embodiment practices. Um, and that helped me in, um, connecting more deeply, uh, to my body to heal because there was a lot of healing to be done on a physical, but also really emotional level, um, to really change my life and change my life in a way that is in alignment with the true me that goes beyond the, um, the beliefs that I have created by my upbringing, uh, by my experiences, um, and to really navigate back to truth and self-love. It's an incredible path, isn't it? And especially I like that you explained the acronym of NIA, uh, where you touch upon the nervous system. It really is fundamental. It's like something that is asleep, and all of a sudden you know how to trigger it back into connecting you to your true self. Yes, yes. And I believe embodiment also has to do with, um, like I was so used to live by the mind and, and, and the embodiment is more about, hey, to trust the body. Like it has this innate wisdom. It's talking every single second. So it's also about courage to really let go of that mind or let the mind rule you in going to the body and use that wisdom to guide my life. Like that, that is, that is, that is what I choose to do because I've now for my own experience seen it on the moment that I choose that, even if it doesn't make sense for my mind, I notice I have the experiences that are truly nurturing my heart, my soul, my, my being. What is there in children that is so innate, so inborn, that you actually explore during class? What do they have that is so particular? Well, I believe children, what is so particular about children is that they are open. They are like the whole world is one adventure to explore. Like that is so fantastic. So say they are really open to explore new things. And um, what is also very um, innate is that they learn through play. So it's by promoting that playfulness, like supporting them to explore through play. I think that's uh, what children do and meant to do. So, um, there was this beautiful saying, like, um, uh, play is for a child the same, the same importance as breathing. Like, so that's, yeah, that's, that is something. So with the program Journey Through the Body, we use play and movement because children, as you look at them, they are constantly moving 
to enhance that, their body awareness, to connect them to their bodies, to learn to listen to sensation, the voice of the body, giving them the, the experience like, hey, your body can talk. Like it's communicating with you every single second from, from that point of on, like having them connected to body sensation is like, and now that we can listen to our bodies, we are now here to help you make choices that feel good to you so that you learn to take good care of yourself. So then how do children receive that gift that you have to, uh, that you're giving them actually? Well, the tools that we that that I uh, use in the program is uh, several. So, body-centered education. So that means um, that what I will be sharing about the body, the anatomy, the um, physiology, is directly connected with an experience. So that it doesn't stay a concept, but it brings in like, hey, no, your body actually looks like that. Like you see it on a poster, for example, or we have Mr. Bones ready, but like, this is you. And young children often see that as a concept, not yet aware of that is actually physically in their bodies. And to be honest, working now, also been working with adults, a lot of adults still don't see it as something that is really inside of themselves to deepen the relationship with our bodies and ourselves. So we have body-centered education. We use tools of mindfulness. Uh, we have the movement, so through movement games, uh, dance and yoga, um, the children explore their body parts and the relationship with the body parts. So what's going on while they are dancing? How can the different body parts move? Yeah, so that is actually done in the movement part. We also use uh, a guided visualization exercise that we uh, refer to as dreaming. So then the body, mind and emotions are getting connected and they close their eyes, they're laying on the floor and just have this beautiful journey through that body part, which also enhance um, body awareness. And then from dreaming, we move to drawing. So and that is the, the what I would call the connective tissue of the program in which everything that the children have learned about a body part, everything that they have experienced, have felt, uh, is all coming together and anchored in the body. Because the beautiful thing of drawing is that it's not only very fun and creative, so the creative creativity of the children are stimulated as well, but at the same time, synapses and all are stimulated that really help uh, us to remember better and to have a deeper understanding uh, and connection to what has been learned during that uh, experience, that class. And then we close everything. Uh, we um, The class is finished with step number five, and that is celebration. <laughs> From the belief that we don't celebrate enough in life, but celebration. But the program focuses also on um, self-worth. So at the end, we play with compliments, complimenting ourselves, receiving compliments from the teacher, um, complimenting our body. Thank you, body. Really diving into the, um, the sensation and a feeling of gratitude, uh, boosting a positive self-esteem at the same time. Yeah. It's a very powerful tool. Show them how the body looks like this is also you. Yeah. And what I, what, for me, from a personal perspective, what I, when I started learning to, 
see my body in a different way. Like, oh my God, this is me. It also really enhanced my appreciation for my body. And by having more appreciation for the design of the body and what it is doing every single second of me being alive, my home, actually, it's my home. It also um, uh, stimulated me to take way better care for it. It's like, oh my God, I need to nourish you because I have only one body and uh, let me just take good care of it so that I have a happy and healthy life in this body. Yeah. As a child, uh, what influences had you there that you perhaps during your path went back to where you are at today? Beautiful question. Um, to be honest, my, my childhood has been a rough run. It's been very, very intense. So, um, uh, it's really now that I can look at my past and my childhood with compassion and, uh, what I described earlier about me being this youngster going for perfection, actually, like this is what the world wants me to be. So let me show that I can see now clearly that that has come from my upbringing uh, and my childhood. Actually, a lot of trauma has been, um, uh, how do you say that? Released? Eventually, yeah, in the years been released. And still, I believe how the deeper I get to uh, listen to my body and uh, uh, connect with it and talk with it and uh, investigate it I noticed that there are layers and layers and layers as an onion uh, that needs to be peeled to come to this really true self and that I'm no longer um, influenced by all the mechanisms I have created during my life to survive so this is beautiful to see so for sure so the the, the trauma perspective um, made me move through life in my head because that was the reason why I, I, I really didn't dare to sense and feel what was actually going on underneath my skin. Um, um, so that, and also what I noticed is that my, my relationship with my body, um, for sure in my teenage, um, in my teen, uh, teenage time, um, years, it was just negative. Like I was very obsessed by also looking perfect and I was never perfect enough. So there was this weird relationship with food, weird relationship with movement. Movement was something that you had to do to stay in shape instead of to make me feel good from the inside. All of that actually helped me move to this crisis of like this I cannot longer do. Um, I cannot sustain any longer this negative relationship that I have with myself, the, the uh, strive for perfection, which is an illusion. Um, but hey, it's the only thing that I know. So let's keep going. Um, and then, yeah, also, um, having this constant ne negative inner dialogue between me and my body that's taking so good care of me, even when I'm thinking negatively was like, yeah, I need to stop. This is, I could not even imagine if that would be my whole life, then I, please, why am I here? What is the, what is the, yeah, what is the worth of this all? Yeah, you really moved from the purpose, uh, from the performance driven into the purpose driven. Totally. And instead of doing, 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 oh my, doing, going to being, 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 being. And and that is the, 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 if people say, so yeah, I want to, I want to be more embodied. I want to connect with my body. Um, I want to listen. I want to learn to listen to it and take it seriously. Do you have a tip? Like the first tip that I could actually give is like, 
slow down. Because if I look outside, it's a madhouse. Everybody is running, running, moving, moving. There is so much task to fulfill. And we have this, uh, how do you say that? that this constant invitation of our society to perform and everybody is doing it. And that is actually keeping us away from, hey, but what about me? What do I truly desire? What is my body telling me? And it is such a important truth that is communicated in every now moment if we just only learned to listen, to take this seriously and to investigate it. So slow down would be, yeah, step number one. In, in, I mean, in a year where we've kind of been forced to s slow down a little bit in the sense of the amount of things we would do, do you, did you see any opportunities during this year in that we were forced to be moving inwards? From my own perspective, when it happened, when it hit the Netherlands, I, the first moment, of course, it was like, what are we dealing with? That was my first, like... But immediately it was like, oh my God, finally, the world around me is now in the same pace that I've been in and I felt an alien. But it's like, oh my God, this is heaven. This is bliss. Like everything is slowing down. So to be honest, I had an amazing time, an amazing time. And I, at the same time, was very fortunate that uh, I, I'm a very flexible being so that I have this flexible positive mind of like, okay, what else is possible instead of uh, going to fear? Um, so I was very creative at the same time. I spent many hours in nature just walking, just enjoying the silence, the, the peacefulness that I, I sensed outside. And at the same time, creative ideas came of like, okay, so what is possible online? We all have to move online. We have to go into <laughs> unknown territory. Let's go. So it was really wonderful. So there was no, um, also no financial stress for me. And I, I totally get it on the moment stress or your foundation is really being walked like yeah that is not a great place uh, not a, a great thing to have and then stay relaxed like oftentimes not possible so I had that privilege and yeah and I believe from my perception of COVID it's and what I said I, I love to look at it from a possible positive angle like there is an opportunity in this and yeah it's about slowing down I think we are forced actually to slow down to move literally not only inside our house but move inside ourselves and I believe when we do that and that's what I'm doing it's like there is so many gifts it's like in, in the essence I believe it's about Letting go of the illusion that the answers and the wisdom is outside of ourselves. And I believe when we grab this moment, the gifts of COVID, it's about finding our own inner truth, our own inner wisdom, and really start using the body and our heart to guide us um, on our own individual authentic path. It's not, we cannot find that outside. And so I, that's what I, that is my wish for our society, for our world, that we all could live from this heart-centered, body-centered place that is, um, oh, yeah, in my, in my opinion, ultimate bliss. Yeah. I, I really agree with that, with that uh, way and, and way of thinking, that philosophy, actually, about simplicity, 
and how we just we have it already in us. For example, a traumatized human being that has been walking and moving around, being in a doing mode, is not taking time to sit down, sense and deal with it. Oh my God, this is such a challenging time. On the school that I work with, there was like for sure in the beginning when I just hit it, the first months that we were dealing with this, I saw children just freaking out every time that, for example, they were coughing or uh, sneezing. They was like, oh my God, maybe I'm going to kill somebody. And so there was so much stress in their systems um, and anxiety, so much work to do to bring relaxation into their systems. Like, okay, let's just connect with breath and take some breath, <laughs> take a breath and to relax the bodies. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been an intense time. <laughs> you were able to apply then your teachings into a, let's say, a situation that was un un unforeseen. So children came, they had these uh, stress uh, signals. Yes. So it was really nice. That's why working with the body is so like important. It's like just by letting the body move or let the feet connect to the earth, like um, doing some breathing exercises or just shaking, just to have the opportunities to release that is so important. So we cannot ask those children in those circumstances to sit down and learn. Like there is no space for learning. Like this for many kids that has been a quite, I would say kind of a traumatic experience in a way. It's like so overwhelming, not knowing what we're dealing with, feeling so much responsibility and not knowing how to deal with the responsibility. And yeah, I've seen children act out just by not knowing how to deal with it. So that is our responsibility as a teacher or as a caretaker of like, how can we support our youth, our kids to release it, to take away the responsibility as well? Because I don't believe they are responsible. They don't even know how. Like, But just to take that away and to find, to create a safe space in which they can relax their system. Yeah, the body. What have you experienced in your work as a social worker that led you to want to be part of this uh, reforming the education system? Yes, I want to be part of the reform. I believe things need to change in time. I believe that uh, the life that we are living now asks different qualities of us to be healthy, happy and successful. And successful, even when I say the word, there is something with successful that I don't like about the word because I believe we are successful in the moment that we do what we love and that we can serve in a way to the planet or humanity. Like then I believe you are successful. It doesn't have to be with um, the title behind your name or the money that you make. My mission, vision is that the body is integrated into the education, that kids learn to connect with their bodies and how they can tap into this innate wisdom to make life choices, to take good care uh, of their bodies, to love themselves, to nurture themselves and to stay true to their authenticity so that they notice, hey, I can distinguish different sensations. I know when a sensation is light that is telling me go for it and I know when a sensation is like, oh, this is bringing tension. And that we don't have to validate that with the mind, but that we can trust that wisdom and act on it. I think from a social worker perspective, it's just, I was working a lot with traumatized kids. They were very bad home situations. Now also uh, being and working at schools as a teacher, I also can see that there are oftentimes kids in the classroom that have intense experiences as a child. 
the thing with trauma or the thing with um, intense emotions is that it's all stored in the body. So the body is this hard disk that is just something happens and it's stored somewhere. Uh, and oftentimes it could also be stored very deeply and we can continue our life, but it could also be that it pops up one day. Uh, the more we start listening to our bodies, the more chances we get to heal, right? So in my work with kids and in my work in the, 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 the field of education, I believe it's our job to make the body a safe place to be in and to live in, to use the body as a way to create a environment through which the child can actually learn. I've seen kids not connected to their bodies. And that is also something that I see now. It doesn't have to be when I was a social worker, but now also as a teacher, I see kids being not connected to their bodies. They are just moving all around and it's like craziness. And then just to have them connect back to sensation, to let their hands connect through touch with their bodies. It's like to move back their attention to, hey, in the body, come home to your body. And then experience what you can experience in this moment in your body. What happens is that they ground. The body is this beautiful tool to ground. And on the moment that kids are grounded, connected to their bodies and the earth underneath, then on that moment there is peacefulness, quietness in the mind. And when we have that quiet and peaceful, then we can observe new knowledge, new experiences. So what does that say about the current state of education then? Well, I'm happy to see that in the Netherlands where I live, that they are adding more yoga into the classrooms or have a yoga class, for example. So that is coming more, it's, it's becoming more known. Mindfulness is um, uh, more integrated in primary schools. Well, the current still, what I see is it's still focused on performance, right? It's still quite focused on grades. We still have, I believe, old perspective on what success is and what it means when a child is doing well in school. In my opinion, schools are still too much focused on that. And what I've seen also uh, is that on the moment that we focus way more on life skills, uh, resilience, how to deal with stress, how to have a growth mindset or a positive mindset, uh, learn kids how the mind, the body and the emotions are connected. I believe that is essential tools um, to have a positive life experience and to uh, have also eventually a job that you can sustain and that you are happy with. And I, I see a different developments in different countries but i'm happy to, to see that i'm living in a country that is quite open to new ways like we see that the old is no longer worker and i believe the the things that the old structures are dying i see it in different ways like it's in the the bank and it's the the government things of structure so there are many things that need to be invented yeah reviewed yeah so we might as well uh, use that opportunity to then influence or teach uh, the next generation to do so or reinvent it with a purposeful way uh, and that includes others their body uh, awareness that is touching everyone in society and i believe that's also the beautiful thing with the body like on the moment that we learn 
to take good care of our bodies and of ourselves. This is the beautiful gift of just doing that has an immediate influence on taking good care of the earth. I, I cannot see and I've not seen anybody that is really genuinely taking good care of themselves to throw, for example, plastic on the earth or not putting it in the bin. It's like this, this beautiful, um, yeah, co-creation of like, when I can take good care of me, I take good care of others and I take good care of the planet. And I believe that is what we need. Yeah. One of your students uh, is quoted saying, my feet are telling me, thank you for listening to us and that you took care of us. How do children surprise you like with this quote? I believe that is the beautiful thing. Like, so this came out after we did this um, visualization exercise. So the dreaming part. And then I, we have this uh, uh, chat about, so what was your experience and did your feet say anything? So I always invite, so imagine your feet can talk. Um, listen closely. And like, did you hear anything? Did something come up? And then sometimes, yeah, this pops up. And this is just amazing. Like, this is the wisdom. This is the wisdom. So I know it from my own experience and I have done a lot of uh, trainings, um, including with how do you use art and creative therapy, for example, um, uh, into uh, uh, the education. Uh, so for me, it's not a surprise, but I just love it on the moment that they have this, yeah, this moment of receiving the wisdom of the body. I know that it's there, so that it's, um, but I love it when, it when it comes out of their mouth and that they have that experience. So would you say that in this case, then it's really a discovery of self-worth, of awareness and respect? Yeah, the moment of aha. And we learn from each other. So it's really wonderful. So that also the other kids here like, oh, wow. So her feet said this or um, the hands talked to that person. It's like interesting. So it becomes also more common, right? And um, and I always say to the children, like, when they didn't hear anything or nothing came up. So that's, that's okay. We are training the muscle of learning to listen to our body. So maybe there will be a day that something comes to you. So, and how does this translate in teaching these to uh, grown-ups? So the people who work with children? What is beautiful with working with grown-ups is that they have broader vocabulary. So we are used to talk and give sensations words, right? Um, so in the training, so for teachers um, that want to share this uh, program with the kids and support them, for sure they have to be it themselves first. That is the fastest way that children learn is by seeing the example. So in the training, you receive tools to, first of all, really embody listening to the body and to embody, um, yeah, the three building blocks of uh, body awareness, self-awareness and self-worth. So the, the building blocks for a strong foundation in life. So we really focus on that. And um, yeah, what I said, because we do also a lot of mindfulness uh, in this training, it's just the people in the training see it also as a as a not only a professional development of receiving the tools to support kids in this way, body centered, and um, but on the other hand, also have this personal development of like, oh wow, ah, so this the, this is what it means to listen to my body. How does this affect the children's overall experience in their school? What waves does this create? What we see is different things. First of all, there is more relaxation. By being more connected in the body, there's more relaxation. And also they, um, they learn, and that is something, um, 
my greatest value, what I really value in my classes or in this program is that like, we are here to give the children the experience that they are seen, that they are heard and that they are listened to um, and that everything is okay. Even if you are, I don't know, highing your energy and jumping around, let's stop with labeling that as not okay. A child just feels it, feels it on the moment that we are maybe annoyed by it or um, label it as not okay. So for me, it's really important that we in our classrooms create this um, field of acceptance um, and unconditional acceptance. And just by doing that, already the energy changes. Kids will sense that. So what happens is that there is a different, um, how do you see that in the children? Yeah, what I see is that the children are more happy. They feel seen. And so there is more smiles in the classroom, for example. And that um, kids perform better, perform, perform better in a way of like, they don't feel that judged anymore. They feel that they uh, are okay just the way they are. Um, so doing their, their work with more joy instead of the fear of being not good enough. They have, and that's beautiful of this program as well, is that there are children that love dance. There are children that love to dive into science. There are children that love to um, uh, dream and, and be relaxed on the floor. Uh, and the other one is drawing. Um, um, and so what, what really is beautiful to see that every child has a, a moment in this class to shine and to have this success experience of like, yeah, this is what I love and what I can do and show the teacher. And, um, and yeah, so to have those experiences uh, of success just really builds this self-esteem. How do you see that influencing their homes? Then that ripple effect, how does it continue to home? I have an example um, that uh, a child uh, in the age of nine was uh, at school known as a troublesome child. It was very high in his energy, a lot of arguments with kids in class. There was a discussion with the teachers, like, can we keep this child in this school format? Like, is this really working? So um, uh, I heard that the mom was quite stressed about like, but where does my son have to go then? And um, not really knowing how to deal with it also in the home situation, but also at school. And it was beautiful that this boy turned up in one of the classes, Journey Through the Body, that was, I was teaching several years ago. And it was a challenge for me to stay heart-centered, to stay in this, like, I see you, I hear you, you are just perfectly okay. So it was really great for me to strengthen that muscle um, of the mindful and heartful teaching. And what happens by, I would say, the word, not correcting, but hey, I see you and this is what I need from you. Um, and how can we come to an agreement on that to really engage him in this way? He started to relax more, to be more present with me as a teacher and not that much on all the other kids that were present in the room that he wants to fight. Uh, he was more open to experience class. And um, one beautiful thing happened on the moment that we were working on the spine and uh, we were dreaming. And after this dreaming experience, when we went through a staircase through the spine and we had this beautiful uh, journey, and afterwards, before he, uh, before he uh, started drawing, he came to me and said, Miss, Miss, I had an amazing experience. And I was like, okay, well, tell me. And he shared like, 
yeah, I was lying on the floor and then I was dreaming and then there was this sudden like many emotions in my belly and it was not nice. It was really not nice and it really scared me a little. And then I saw this snake moving up my spine towards my brain and when it was at my brain, there was this new experience and Miss, I cannot explain, but now I know. I say, what do you know now? <laughs> I know that my body and my mind are connected and that something shifted. And I said, okay, can you tell me what shifted? No, I cannot tell you, but something shifted. And what happened in my body at that moment, I was just goosebumps everywhere. I was like, okay, I don't know what happened and I don't even need to know what happened, but I could sense that something shifted in him. And... And this was so beautiful. And knowing that I'm not seeing uh, parents um, uh, after class, I was just really curious. Like, I'm just curious, what is the effect now at the home situation? So, and it was so great that the next week, the mom picked him up and he, she was just like, so what are you doing in this class? Like, something is changing in my son. He is open. I can have more dialogue. There is more, how do I said it? A relaxation. Uh, um, and he's listening better. Like, I can have a, a dialogue with him when he is doing things that I don't like that he's doing. Um, so yeah, it's, so this is the, the magic that can happen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I believe to also remind, we don't have to have all those, all the time, those um, situations. So this example that this happens, but just know that on the moment that we just point the attention towards the body, only that is so significant. Yeah, on that, yeah, yeah. And to be more present in the now. Only that is already beneficial for body, yeah. mind, <laughs> and spirit. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, and I guess it would also benefit ch older children. Would you say that this is a sort of a program that could be developed throughout uh, other stages of development then? Totally. Yeah, for sure. This, this could also be, um, I'm already, already doing this as well with adults, uh, but also, with, for example, teenagers. That's something that I, I, I truly envision for the future for, like, to get a positive, um, body image. So we need to focus in that way. Um, and I also see that on the way it's now developed, I could also see that, um, teens need a different, way of sharing the work so that they can actually perceive it because there is so much self-awareness they are looking with eyes of the other towards their own bodies um so on the moment that i will ask them to move freely through the space it's a totally different experience like a, a five-year-old or an eight-year-old will move and go and do it um and um a teenager will be hesitant oh my god what will the rest of the people think of me uh and that is absolutely a different um experience and also um at the age of nine ten yeah what a boy needs and what a girl needs is so different so i would also separate them i would really like focus with teen boys on a different um way of handling things and uh also create something different for the the, the girls yeah girls still love to talk and they like to move but if i ask a boy <laughs> they will have different uh like let me just fight or um be i don't know with the martial arts or like i see different tools that would benefit the boys more that is more in their um interest <laughs> than um girls yeah what opportunities are there now ready for you 
<laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, it's a yeah, it's an interesting year, right? It's the dance of the unknown. Um, we are still here in the Netherlands in a lockdown situation. I'm very happy that 2020 was the year that I moved out of my comfort zone and um, created a online training uh, journey through the body. So this is coming up actually in in March and April, there will be this eight week long online journey. And that is a certification training journey for the body. So that will be coming up a Dutch version and a English um, uh, version. Um, what else is coming up? I am teaching online uh, journey for the body classes for adults. So we visit different body parts and to really enhance the relationship with our bodies and our listening skills. I believe the main thing for me right now with I'm looking forward actually knowing that uh, we will be quite a little longer in this lockdown. I've been very busy in dancing with the, the, all the yeah all the new things that are coming. And I'm looking forward to have February a month that I can tune a little bit more in with me again. Um, and then my intention is to be more visually um, um, out there so that there is more that I can share more content to support the kids uh, and the teachers or the people that are working with them. This body centeredness, uh, that is something that I really long for because I truly like my heart glows on the moment that I envision this world in which kids are connected to themselves and that they are able to take good care of themselves in challenging times and in regular life as well. Um, so yeah, so I will be feeling into, so what is my next step in that um, purpose? Beautiful. Yeah. And you can, and I can see that. Cool. Oh, thank you. Esther, I have one <laughs> last question for you. Why is movement your constant? Because life is movement and because my body is movement. My life and my body are designed to move. So that's why movement is constant. Thank you so much, Esther. This was, uh, it was, it was fantastic to hear you, to see you glow and to be able to share your message. Yes, for the listeners, make sure to see Esther's work, a Journey Through the Body. Esther, you probably want to add something here? Something that I really would love to share, that there is a um, free online introduction workshop about the program Journey Through the Body that is taking place on uh, Saturday, January 23rd from 10 till 11.30 a.m. Uh, Central European time. So feel free to uh, join uh, and have a look at the website, journeythroughthebody.com, click on calendar and you will see it and you can register for free. It will be wonderful to invite you or see you there. Thank you so much, Esther. Thank you very much. It was a delight to be sharing about my passion. And so uh, thank you for the smiles and uh, thank you for listening and uh, I loved our sharing our conversation.